Powered by Riverside. Baby, we came in with a we came in a little different today, man. A little uh, Riverside <laughs> FM intro. Shout out to Riverside. Yes, that is the platform like that, that we've been doing this on, and uh, they just happen to have a, a little smooth intro that we've been that we decided to play around with. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you guys know where you are. If you clicked on this, you know where you are. This is the Shinobi Podcast. We are your humble host. We are your humble host. It's a togetherness thing, baby. You got your man, King Shinobi. Hey. Did you say something? Mr. Smooth here. Uh-uh. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I think it, I think it was a little, bit of, a little bit of a delay over there, but we're going to make it work. There we go. Hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes a little bit of technical difficulties. It happens. <laughs> it happens, baby. Okay, I think you're clear now. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, hey. to uh, whatever episode this is. I've been so busy. All this shit's just running together now. So we just we just working. We don't we, even care we, about we numbers no more. It ain't even about the numbers no more, man. We just working. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, man, as long as we oh, yeah. work in the numbers, the numbers are automatically accumulating. I don't care what episode we are. Let's just keep doing this thing, you know? But um, sure, yeah, I'm glad sure. to be here for, I think this is uh, nine. It might be nine. I think we on nine. Yeah, we're we on nine. nine. Yeah. So, yeah, man. We, we about just to hit seven, that. yeah. Yeah. Just premiered seven today. Um, today is January twenty second, twenty twenty three. Shinobi Podcast episode seven. Um, it premiered today at twelve p.m. That's what I was watching before before we got on this one here. I always I'm do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep it on and I keep it running, like in like in the household. You know, like mm. it, it's almost like me putting it out. You know putting it out even further, like, into the world and into the universe, you yep. know what I'm saying? Um, I like that. <laughs> but it's good stuff, man. So I was looking at that and listening, and um, we, we were watching it, and Katie, it, she was sitting there when it came across the part where you were talking about, um, we were talking about fitness, and you were saying how you saw me doing pull-up on a tree one time. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's funny because through this, like the more people that know us, the more people that know us watch this, they're gonna learn a lot more about us. Because you know, we're, yeah. we talk about a lot of intimate things here. Like, you know, mm. a lot of people just haven't uncovered it. But once people uncover it, I think uh, I'm for <laughs> sure, for sure, they'll get to uh, they'll get to know us better through this. You know what I'm saying? And they'll learn more history and just have a better understanding of who you and I are. You know what I'm saying? Because um, oh yeah, I was also I was also listening to the part where you were saying kind of like how we've always kind of been to ourselves as as people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think 
a lot of people may have a lot of questions that this podcast will answer, <laughs> you know, the, the people that are, that have been in our lives or the people in our lives right now, you know, they, you know, they, they may, they may have questions on, you know, why we are the way we are. Like, you know, they accept us, but you know, it's good to learn some history. It just gives you like a better understanding, man. I think that this is definitely going to give people a better understanding of us as this progresses forward, you know, as they watch yeah. more, as they, as they really sit and absorb, because that's what, that's what kind of platform this is. This isn't no short rush, nothing, no mm-hmm. short attention span. Like this, this isn't what this platform is. This, this is True. something to actually absorb and take your time with it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. po- podcast that I like, bro. I might listen to it over a course of like three days, five days. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. say if it's like a two hour one or something like that, like, but I absorb it, you know, and mm-hmm. listen to it when, you know, when I can, it, it's not a rush thing. You know, none of this yeah. is a rush for me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some people, some people play podcasts. Like I like for myself, I'll play sometimes a podcast just for like background noises. Like it won't be the ones yeah. that I'm like deeply, deeply into. It'll be the ones that I'm like, like this is my interest, but I just want to hear it from a distance, you know. And then you got your podcasts that are like, uh, like Mike Tyson's Hot Boxing. Like I, I will listen to that in the car when I'm to myself. There's peace and everything, because um, he drops some fucking knowledge in, on his podcast and the people that he'll have on too. Uh, I usually end up listening like to that one in the car. Yeah. We he he'll have people on there that are like, um, they have their own like everybody goes through their own struggles and own own troubles and everything. So you get to see like the inside shell of them when they when he has them on his podcast. So I I'd like that. So that's yeah. what I want. Those one of those podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like I gotta have this to myself, you know? Yeah, very internal, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I find myself leaning towards. Um, you know, that type of podcast, you know, to listen to for myself because, you know, you listen to different things for different reasons. So mm-hmm. when I when I really want to, like, enrich my soul and, like, hear some, you know, hear some straight up, raw, uncut wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Um, I find myself going towards those types of podcasts more these days because, yeah. I don't know, I just... uh I guess I'm, I don't really want to say on a journey, but um, I guess I'm just, it helps me figure myself out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, when I hear from other people hear their experiences and not even just the differences, but the similarities that we have, and you just realize like everybody's going through, you know, pretty much the same thing in a different way mm-hmm. with dip, with different experiences in different places, you know, but at the end of the day, man, we all have this connection that just reaches no matter what the distance is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, these podcasts, they really, they really provide, really provide that, you know, they they really provide that need for that, you know, definitely. And definitely. Um, I'm just happy that <laughs> we, uh, we've chosen to provide that, you know. Some point, at some point, it was one of those things of uh, we we felt like we wasn't getting enough of it, 
from outside and then we started like reaching out everywhere else to get that um that like fulfilling you know kind of vibe um i feel like i can't hear myself in my headphones at all but uh but it's go it's it's I, I, I love it, podcasting-wise. I, I don't know who come up with the idea of starting it at all, but hell, like I appreciate you because it's been one of them things of when you can't get the answers that you're searching for and you're like, okay, well, like you said, everybody's going through the same thing, just different kind of like different atmospheres. Um, there's something you can pull from them knowledge-wise of how they fought to keep going and um, applying it to yourself. So... I do I do appreciate like the the style of podcasts that are out there that <clears throat> people aren't afraid to share those kind of deeper intimate things, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love um you know, like you were talking about hot boxing. I love being able to see other people in these states that I've become comfortable with myself, mm-hmm. you know. Um Especially just the vulnerability part of it, you know. Um, yeah. You know, when I was younger, I was very like closed off and didn't want to be vulnerable to anything, you know. And there was a lot. There's a lot of things that I thought were weaknesses that now I realize mm-hmm. are actually strengths, you know. And I just had to like uh, over time. I don't know, just kind of unlearn what I had learned, I guess, you know, and um, yeah. to start to implement something totally new and it helped me come to some realizations, man. Like, um, let's say like crying, for instance, so many men think crying makes you weak. Like we pretty much universally think that, you know, um, yeah. I think things are changing, you know, in mentality of men, you know, these days. But um, I think crying, you know, not just for men, I think sometimes it's just looked at as a weakness in general, you know, Um, which it can be depending on how it's used. It can also be used for manipulation as well. Um, But it depends on how you use it, you know, but coming from the standpoint of like a strength or a weakness, I don't believe it's a weakness. I came to find mm-hmm. that um, that crying is actually very cleansing and it's very healing, and it heals the shit that like that's beyond the physical, man. Like um, that's why, even though I focus on my physical, that can't be mm-hmm. the sole thing that I focus on. I can't solely focus on that. I have to, I have to release some things that are fucking buried deep in here, man. And you can. When you actually release it, bro, you fucking, you just feel it. Like, it's fucking, like, it's yeah. gone. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a weight gone. It's a, it's just a mass of toxins that have come out your body, you know? And I found that to be, like, the most difficult as well, man. But when, but when you actually triumph through, you know, that, it's just like, oh, man, I'm glad I did that. You know, I'm glad, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't let my ego get in the way and, not let me cry when I needed to cry, you know what I'm saying? Because I needed to, I need all these different ways to cleanse this out of me. And this is just the natural process of these things coming out of me. So me fighting these processes is just me fighting my natural state, you know what I'm saying? 
So if I need to let some tears out, I need to let them out. Like it needs to happen, bro. Like there's there's no weakness in that. And I really want to stress that to men, young men, older men, whatever type of fucking man you are. Um, so I, especially I men. Um, like that's not a weakness, bro. That shit will. I believe that shit will keep you living longer. Honestly, that shit will keep mm-hmm. you alive. And when when you bottle all that shit up, it's fucking killing you. And yeah. Just look in the mirror and look at your face like that shit's killing you, you know, like let it out, bro. And don't be ashamed <laughs> to let that shit out, you know, and really, and really don't be ashamed to because, you know, motherfuckers be ashamed to cry in, in secret. <laughs> so it's like be comfortable crying around anybody. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. now, man. Now that I've now that I've become comfortable with it, man. Like I find myself fucking crying when I watch movies and shit. Now and I'm just like I'm actually letting myself feel something now. You know, back in back in the day, back in the day, I would have just been there, like yeah, you know. What I mean? <laughs> but now, now I'm allowing myself to actually feel the emotions. And it's just like, yeah, I'm crying at a movie. Okay, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it doesn't take away any of my strength. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't take any away any of my physical strength or my mental strength or my spiritual strength. It's actually strengthening me, man. That's what I learned. That shit's actually strengthening me to actually get Mm -hmm. in tune with my natural emotions. Because, you know, um, as men, we can we can fight our natural emotions because we think there were these weaknesses, you know, but yeah. I just believe, I believe we have to figure out how to utilize what we naturally are, you know what I'm saying? Or what naturally comes from us, find out how to utilize that. So it's not like running our lives or ruling our actions, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's very, that's very important. And that's always, that's something I've always wanted to say. Um, like on a mass scale to a lot of people, you know, like it doesn't like it doesn't make you not tough or not a man or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or weak to shed some tears, man. You know, um, we don't always just have to cry in despair, you know, at a fucking funeral or when something sad happens, you know, I've had many tears of joy, bro. I'm talking about literally just broke out in tears just because I'm grateful for like where I am mm-hmm. in my life, just cause I'm just cause I'm content, you know what I'm saying? I've fucking just broken out into tears for that, and you know, and I felt better. I, I felt good afterwards, you know. So crying's not a weakness, everyone. I just want to, uh, no. I just want, I just want to say. They'll say like, sport wise, you know, we we got we come a legit like sports. I'm gonna just say dynasty in our like our family that uh, like every everything we go into we are always competitive and um, winning or losing like we are always on the court in tears we're on the field in tears you know on the track in tears whatever because you know like you said there's those moments of joy and those those like sadness moments of like fuck I didn't get it done like I should have or fuck I just did this I just did the best shit ever and I I'm literally the number one. Um but I've always I've always looked at it like it's a like your soul and your your soul and your body fight out 
and your soul like overpowers your body at that point of letting those tears out and everything because it's like you said it's a healing process so your your soul's like i've done had enough you know i can't take it no more um and your body's like no nah, i'm not i'm not i'm not fucking doing it your mind and body's like no nah, i'm not fucking doing it i'm too hard for this shit i'm too i can't cry you know i can't mm. let these people see me cry i don't even i don't even want to hear myself crying you know mm-hmm. and it, it it kills because you know men are statistically you know uh taking you know taking their own lives and stuff because of the amount of stress and everything they put themselves under so they don't real top, bro, real top. You know, to let themselves you know feel mm-hmm. free at all because they, they've got to be the man and be strong and stay to this stereotypical thing that the world's placed on us um so like like you were saying, man, it's it's okay to let the tears go. Like you've done it in high school, you didn't, you know, when your your kid graduated, you you did it, you know, when you got this job or whatever. You cried then. Like don't don't let what society has placed on you to not allow yourself to feel that freedom and and that ease and pain release from being tied up so much, man. Because it's it's not healthy whatsoever. So. <laughs> I it's didn't a, get this glow from nowhere. <laughs> uh, Listen, the less, the less stress, the less wrinkles, the less grays. I talk, say that. Bro. Real talk, man. <laughs> I say that, and I got gray all up in my head and in my beard. Bro, we, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna get away from that. That's just that's we just what the cards we were dealt, you know. <laughs> but oh, everything man. else, man, we fucking. We age like fine wine, baby. But a big part of that is uh, a big part of aging like fine wine um, is, you know, having that ability to to cry when you need to, to talk yeah. when you need to, when, to express yourself, you know, express yourself in the, uh, I don't want to say correct way, but in a way that's not, you know, threatening or that's not mm-hmm. ins- that, uh, a way that's not insulting you know what I'm saying? Express yourself in that way, you know, in a clear way. All this shit's important, man, to that affects your body. Like you can like Ugh. and I don't even want to get down into like energy and shit, but carrying the the right energy is gonna make your body stay vibrant. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all this shit's all this shit's connected, man. This shit ain't separate, man. All this shit's connected. So we gotta pay attention to everything, man. But yeah. um yeah, man, that shit'll that shit'll keep you that shit'll keep you alive. It'll keep you looking young, you know. If you figure out productive ways to um, channel it, yeah, channel. That's a good word. <laughs> channel <laughs> yeah. that shit, man. Channel that shit to the, in in the directions you want it to go. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow yeah. it to just run awry all over the place. Like, really channel it. You know what I'm saying? Focus that shit in, channel it, so it's not just running around all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually you get to that, you'll get to a point where uh, <laughs> don't shit really bother you at all either. You like you're, mm-hmm. saying, I'm not, you're not taking on everybody else's stress and problems and shit. Like you're like, fuck it, <laughs> move on past me. Like I'm doing, I'm doing good. You know. Um, Let me so ask you something. Come, um, yeah. Can I ask you something? <laughs> yeah. 
Do people get bothered by you not being bothered by things? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. Boy, like I'm, at work, I will kid you not. At work, I'm the most nonchalant motherfucker out there. Like, people come to me with problems. I'm like, you want me to do what? Well, can you help me with this? I'm like, huh? That's not my job at all. I'm here. Uh, I'm doing this part stuff, not helping you fix a situation that you caused. Uh, mm, nah. Just because I know uh, everything around it. <laughs> it's like they be wanting they be, you to care as much as them. Uh, yeah. Be like, they just want you to care so bad. It's like, bro, I'm not. Don't expect me to care to the degree that you <laughs> care about something. It's just not exactly. going to happen, bro. Exactly. And I have those. I don't have those expectations of you, so don't have them of me. You know, right? That's it's it's the best ever because they uh when they tell me or because you know I'm in the auto industry and I the you know service techs advisors um, they'll even ask me like uh, they'll ask me about a certain customer or something. And I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you because look, I I just don't really care too much about it. You know. Are they upset about this? I'm like, and you want me to do what? Like, let them be upset. <laughs> they they made themselves upset. I didn't make them upset at all. Like, I, I've got to that point in life now. Like, I, I'm just, I don't care about it at all. Because I'm just like, I got my own things going on. I don't need your stuff. Um, not at all. I do not need any <laughs> extra on what, on top of what I already got. What I, what I got is already weighing on me. I don't need extra. <laughs> It's funny because the people that the, the people that are just like they get upset. Sometimes they get upset when they when you're not bothered by it either. Are the same people that are like they love to have art your energy around them though. So they're like for you to be a nonchalant motherfucker and still be an impact on somebody's life too, and and be make somebody you know be joyous around other people. Uh, and take, that takes a special, you know, skill to, to be able to do. Um, yeah. And just not care, but still be like, I care about y'all, but I just don't care about the other shit out there in the world, you know? And people don't get that. So, like, why, yeah, man. why, why he's not stressed out about this shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things like fucking, things like politics and who the senator and the president and what they're doing and this and that like yeah. that type of shit in, in my head I'm just like I'm not first of all I'm not looking for these people for guidance at all in my life I, see, I can see enough where they have guided things just looking around in my environment you know looking at this country I see where they've guided things there's no way I'm going to look to them for any kind of leadership any kind of guidance I don't even want your fucking resources or anything, you know what I'm saying? I'd love to be totally independent from you, like totally, you know? Um, That shit like that, I just did not give a fuck about. I don't care about what's going on in other people's lives. I don't care about gossiping about other people's lives. Like, I'm focused on what I got going on. I got a fucking family to take care of, and that's what I'm focused on. I don't give a fuck about... Yeah. None of that extra shit. That extra shit is not yeah. affecting my life at all, you know. So I really don't want to talk about it. At, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to have small talk about it. None of that shit. Like it's not no. something meaningful. If we're not having a conversation where we're growing from this conversation, we probably shouldn't be talking to each other. You know. 
That's where I uh that's where I found out I was the most like nonchalant and non-care motherfucker ever is when people would bring up like politics and I'm like, I don't I don't care for politics whatsoever. And they're like, Well, it's your civil duty, you know, to vote and do this stuff. And I'm like Civil duty. Yeah. But you know what else is my civil duty? To mind my own business too, because I'm getting <laughs> with going on. But they're not they're not doing anything for me. They're not coming to me. They don't know me on a first name basis, but this whole entire world knows them on a first name basis. Like, nah, I, I don't care. Hey, they're not doing nothing for me. They're not reaching out to help me, you know. They're not asking me to help them with anything. Like what 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 am I got to give? What I got to get from that? So that's a waste of that's a waste of time and energy. Um having that fucking politics. Not at all. That just that does that doesn't even take up a portion of my life. Not even this much. No. Nothing. I, mean, I hate I, I hate it. I hate it too because it. People say it won't segregate them and all this stuff, but politics is a, f- a huge, huge divi- divider. Yeah, it, it's it a divider, but they all in on it together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what, what they they want us divided. We all preach this, let's come together and everything, but yet y'all still separate everything you can put your hands on. You know, you see us, you see us come together and build and and come against the government. Y'all separate that and y'all figure out a way to infiltrate it and fuck around and fuck shit up for everybody, basically. And then you got a category, then you got a subcategory, and then you got a subcategory for that subcategory. So it's like. It's always breaking things up and dissecting things, separating things. Never any yeah. type of unity. It's never, hey, we coming together to do this. Mm-hmm. Why can't we? Why can't we continuously be in the energy of, hey, we coming together to actually fucking build and actually understand each other for one? Because most yeah. of our problems come, most of our problems come from a lack of understanding of one another. Because we're always judging one another instead of actually getting to know one another. We're always looking on the outside. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Thinking we know the story that we probably have a portion of the information of, you know, and just making a total assumption and a total judgment and just going forward with that information like that's what it is, you know, and not yeah. choosing to not choosing to dive any deeper to actually find out what it actually is, you know, not what you see because your eyes will deceive you. That's mm-hmm. another thing I would like to tell you all. Your eyes will deceive you. You can't just trust your eyes, you know. And definitely don't trust yeah. what motherfuckers are saying. Like, always find out for yourself because people always got their opinion. They want you to adopt their opinion mm-hmm. in, into your life, you know. So just be very wary of people who uh, try to thrust their opinions on you and make and try to make you think like they think. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. have your own mindset. Anything anybody ever says, check it out. Like check it out for yourself. Don't just take the information and be like, "Oh, this is that person." So let me that information must yeah. be correct. You know what I'm saying? Like go and do your do your own digging, do your own research. Don't just be out here listening to people blindly. You know what I'm saying? Story, story changes from mouth to mouth on a daily. So on a daily, what somebody actually said versus what you what you end up hearing can be completely different unless you hear it exactly from their word of, from their mouth. You know. Um, so like, yeah, do, do your own, do your own research on it, everything. Cause 
any and everybody can tell you what to do and you go with it and it'll it can fuck your whole life up and you definitely don't want to be there trying to oh i wish i did this i wish i did that you know so don't put people on pedestals that's the thing people be putting people on pedestals like and i even be running into it in my life and i'll be like nigga i am normal like i'm just a guy like don't (laughs) Don't be putting me on a pedestal. I don't put anybody on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at anybody as like higher or they have this much knowledge or, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I would love to um, learn, you know, any knowledge they do have that is, uh, that, that resonates with my life. You know what I'm saying? I would definitely absorb that, but I'm not out here like looking for a leader. Like I'm not looking for a messiah to lead me. You know what I'm saying? So pedestals, everyone. Don't pe- don't put people on pedestals. And this men is, out there, I'm a... gonna say this especially for men. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. um, you can. stop putting these women on pedestals, please. Um, the percentage that should be put on a pedestal, put them up there because there are some great ones out there. But mm-hmm. the ones that aren't, stop putting them on a pedestal because you're confusing them into thinking that they're actually up here when they're not. So you're actually throwing an illusion at them. So. Stop putting these ladies on pedestals, bro. Like, especially yeah. the ones that have nothing to offer but, you know, their body or their looks. Like, look for something deeper. Look for something mm-hmm. deeper. Than that. Is she gonna be a good mm-hmm. mom to your kids? Is she gonna be good to you? You know what I'm saying? Is uh, is she gonna help hold things down and actually be your partner? Is she gonna give you good advice? Is she gonna accept your way of life and then attach herself to that and? be willing to be like, all right, this is how we gonna live for the rest of our lives. Do you have mm-hmm. that kind of woman? Like that's qualities, that's real qualities in a woman, you know? If she look good, okay, that's cool. But I found, now that I'm 36, I found that you probably best with about a seven. Get you like a seven. <laughs> Get you about a seven that got like a good personality. One that ain't too mm-hmm. fine, because the ones, the ones that's too fine, They've been having people fucking just inflating their ego their whole lives, bro. So they get to a certain point where they just they just out there. You know what I'm saying? They they, they think they're in outer space and then they realize they have nothing to offer but their looks at the end of the day. Which your looks go away. So um ladies, uh hone some other skills, you know, so you can be so you can uh, add more value to yourself, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, that's all I want to say. There's a I'm a I'm a piggyback off what you said because this and it's it's I'm not attacking anybody at all. I was watching this video uh, and they call this woman Auntie and she was uh she's saying how men aren't wanting men aren't wanting these these like uh, fine women that are all like expensive up and everything like that all you know all, all boosted up basically. Um, you know, women put themselves in that situation of they got they got turned down at one point, so they went and got these lifts, these injections, and all this stuff and everything. And um, there's a dude sitting there, and he was just like, he's like, I kid you not, he's like, that's why he's like, that's why most of us men go for the women that are in the sweats and everything that are natural that don't care about their appearance, you know, when they're out in public at all because they're comfortable with who they are. They're not trying to please anybody, and um, <clears throat> that is. That is the kind of woman like every man should look for 
I say. Like, and I can't say too much because I'm I'm single, but when I look at it from the outside perspective and I look at people that are in marriages and everything like that, I'm like, what what was it that you married her for in my head? You know, what is it that um, she helps, you know, do, support, you know, provide? I was like, Cause what I, all I see is this outer beauty. I was like, I can't tell you, you know, what it is on the inside of that woman that you, that you like, but I, I, yeah. I want to know because I need to figure out, you know, what it is that, that attracted you to her. Um, but I was, I was saying that, but I was saying that to say this of, you know, find, like I said, find the woman that is, um, that is down from you, that is down for you, you know, that is, uh, she ain't out here seeking attention from any and everybody at all. Um, that's a biggie. That's why that's, yeah, she's not, she don't that's care what they got going on. She, she Just is, look at her IG you know, page. If she's showing her ass on yeah. the IG page, she ain't, don't do it. Don't do it. She, mm-hmm. If you want, if you want to, if you want something to play with, then yeah. But if you want something, to, if you want something to actually be out in the world representing you, you don't want that be representing you out in the world. Yeah, yeah you don't want that representing yeah. you. Because it's it's a lot of women that are a lot of women out there that are that are hold it down for sure, and uh, they're not afraid to let you know where your place is either. Um, and that's that's what I think every man needs is is somebody that's gonna. Like we 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 push ourselves beyond our limits day in day out to be to give a hundred percent every time, um, and we've got to have that person, our counterpart, that's literally like, yo, sit the fuck down. Like you done stressed yourself out enough. You done put yourself yeah. enough. Relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and I, I think every man needs that. He doesn't need somebody that's gonna nag him. A, you never at work. You never doing this. You never doing that. You know, like. That's hella detrimental to a man to go go to work, come home, and have to hear that all the time and not be sought after and everything like that. Because this, you know, that's how that we are. We are those kind of creatures that you know we need that affirmation all the time. You know, no matter what we do in life, like we've got to have that person that's going to be like, I support you. Do what you got to do. You know, you look good. You're handsome. You know, surprising us with with compliments and shit. You know, because that way we're not the one sided kind of thing there. Well, we um, need somebody we put our trust in to tell us those yeah. things because we because yeah. we trust that information coming back. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, we trust Just that feedback. Find find yourself a woman, and I, everybody's. I hate when they put women on like a scale of one to ten too, because they ain't ever gonna be. A perfect ass woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own. Everybody's got their own version of a perfect woman to them, but there's never going to be a tr- true ten out there, or no. I, I feel like, I, or a true nine either. Um, everybody's kind of. I'm not categorizing people, but everybody's in. To me, everybody's in a one to eight, and I really don't think there's a one either because. I could put myself as a one and be and be like, yeah, I'm fine with that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, I feel like everybody's in a, in a like a one to eight kind of scale. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's a it's a I want to see where your mental and where your heart is before anything. Like your your outer beauty, yeah, it 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 peaked me a little bit, but now I need to see what your mind's like. That's gonna tell me if I can, you know 
if we can keep a conversation, if if I can I can invest, you know, some time and trust into you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and when y'all do that, don't be just going out here buying women fucking drinks and trying to take their ass home. Like, you know what the fuck they doing? Yeah, turn I'm around, glad you said turn that. Around, <laughs> turn around, ain't got no wallet, ain't got no keys, everything gone, you know. Another thing, man, do, and I'm going to piggyback off you, is uh, yeah. the resources thing, the spending your money on these women thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys got to stop. <laughs> you got to stop. And I learned this the hard way because I don't spend a lot of money on women, bro. I'm talking about <laughs> dinners and this and that and yeah. just, being, just being ridiculous, bro. Just being ridiculous. <laughs> but now, bro. <laughs> I don't peep the game. I now value myself a lot more than these women, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more. Yeah. So now I'm like, now I'm like, bro, I will never will I just be giving my resources away to just random women, just random ones, mm-hmm. just Chain. this one dinner, that one dinner, this, 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 because like when you're in the single dating world, you. You start to realize just how expensive that shit is, you know? Hell yeah. Especially if you're a man, yeah. and then if you're a man, you got all these expectations to pay for dinner, pay for what the this and that, you know what I'm saying? Unless you come, unless you come across a cool chick that's like, hey, we can split this, you know, she buy her shit, you know what I'm saying? What you run into? I, I, I ran into more of those, like, um, you know, when I was single and I was, you know, doing my thing. I was running into more of those women, but I think I was running into more of those kind of women because I was already, because I was in that space myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I started to not attract the ones that were wanting me to pay for everything and this and that. I was attracting the ones that were pretty much like me. They had their own shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They were they were cool mm-hmm. with splitting the bill. It wasn't like a, a judgment thing. Oh, oh, I got to split the bill. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey. Yeah. We both we both independent and we do our thing and yeah. you know we can pay our own shit like it, there's no ego mm-hmm. or anything or anything behind it you know true but true. um <clears throat> but yeah your resources man I cannot stress it enough do not be giving your resources away and not just to to women and this this isn't just like um you have to say these things these days. This isn't just like a man thing. Like this can be applied yeah. to anyone, you know. Um, I just like to speak to men because I am a man and I understand like the state men are in right now. And I have mm-hmm. a true understanding. We have the, we have a true understanding of what what men are, what men go through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna be speaking to men a lot, but it's not always meant just for men. Uh, just so yeah. you guys know out there. But um, yeah. Do not give your resources away to those like who don't bring value back to you. It's like, you know, if you want to put it in like financial terms, it's almost like an investment. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're investing in each other, but it's 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 circulatory. It's, it's going. I'm going into you. You going into me, and it's coming back. And we just ride in this way right here. We just going in this circle. We going in this circle. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be part of that circle where. Your pockets is getting low, and these random chicks are coming up, and they gonna yeah, be gone. Always. They gonna be out of the picture sooner or later, and your ass gonna be down mm-hmm. here looking like 
And then they gonna be over here chasing more dudes to get more to get more shit from them. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be down here like, damn, they left me out here with no money. The only thing I got out of that was probably a lot of sex, maybe, you know, that's over and and a lot of it was probably like meaningless and pointless because we didn't really have a connection. You know what I'm saying? So be careful with your resources, man. Be careful with your resources and who you choose to share those resources with, man. Because you know that's that's your resources. That's important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it's like your life. Yeah. That's your life's blood. That's that's survival right there. You know. So you gotta put your resources in the right place, man. You really gotta look back and be like, hey, this is what I got. Find out what your resources are first of all. Yeah. What, what are what are my resources? How much of my resources? Do your inventory. You know what I'm saying? Um, how much? How many resources do I have? You know what I'm saying? And then get an understanding of where you can put your resources, so that way your mm -hmm. resources are are gaining you things. You know, you're not just spending your resources, or you're not just losing your resources, but you're putting your resource into something that's bringing something back to you. You know what I'm saying? It could be. A short-term investment, it could be a long-term investment, but it's an investment nonetheless, and it's not just money. It's not just money leaving, you know what I'm saying? If it's just leaving, eventually it's going to be gone, bro, <laughs> you know? So I got to I gotta find Hell a way yeah. to whatever I get, whatever I'm blessed with in life, I got to find a way to work with that and put that in spots to where I can start accumulating more, you know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta work with what I got. You know what I'm saying? So I have to understand my resources so I can't have extra expectations, you know, for resources that I don't even yep. have at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So be careful of expecting too much. You know what I'm saying? Work with what you have right now. That's what you got. Work with what you have and build upon that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better right there. All right, sir. I want to take a brief intermission so I can check on this child. <laughs> yes, sir. Shinobi podcast. Real dads, real life. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna play a song by one of my favorite artists. One of uh, probably my top five, definitely top ten. Um, my man Royce the Five Nine. Now, I came across this album just looking into Royce. I hadn't uh, really been checking for Royce's stuff lately. I had a real heavy, uh, or I had like a real heavy phase where I was into Royce and like, oh, I was just going through his whole catalog. And then, you know, you get into other things that now something brought me back around. So apparently he made this, uh, it's this new album. And it's called The Heaven Experience, Volume 1. Now, Royce's studio is called Heaven Studios. So that's why it's called The Heaven Experience. That's what I'm going to assume. But we're going to get into a song called I'm Good. This is one I had never heard before. But once I started listening to it and, like, the depth of the lyrics, bro, I was just like, this one you got to listen to a couple times and you just, just fucking soak in. Oh, yeah. Know? But this song is called I'm Good from Royce the Five Nine. Shout out to Detroit. Alright, baby. So brief intermission, everybody. Shinobi Podcast. 
We're going to leave you with some sounds. We'll be back in a bit. Here we go, baby. Royce to 5-9. I'm good. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like to thank my mom. I like to thank my God. Counting ruler with your thumb, understand it, money's the rule of evil, the rule of thumb. That patron came in one, look what you've become. I just moved the bishop. He who recognizes his own problems is he who finally truly gets it. The wise words motivate and it's a recession. Get you a shovel, dig your way to hell and buy back what you throw to Satan's spirit. I'm somebody, somebody with products, which places with everybody dreams, not everybody gets to chase the shit. After a couple million records in. I'm not Jay Z standing next to the president. I'm not falling like Mike Jordan. No, I know it's about to be greater than I ever been. So I'm good. I'd like to thank my fake friends. I'm really sad. No holding applause for y'all. Hope you get the clap. I'm still chasing my dream, nigga. How real is that? I know what making it means, nigga. How real is that? Hey, I'm just chasing my dreams, ladies and G's. I found time to make babies. Babies who think that I'm great. Now I can teach them to strive to be greater than me. And to me, that's what makes it.
thank my mom. I like to thank my God. Yes, I stand at the podium in my mind. Hold the applause. That's my mental award. Individuality is a must. To be second to none equals a plus. So you can be here with me. It's nothing we can do. All right, baby. We back. Shinobi Podcast, King Shinobi, Mr. Smooth. Hey, Mr. Smooth, you know it, you know it. <clears throat> little brief intermission, y'all niggas listen, I'm about to freestyle, no I'm not, yes I am. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Shinobi Podcast, baby, we about fun, we about, what else we about, bro? What we about around here, man? Man. We're about that life. We're about positive energy. We're about breathing, breathing reality into fiction and we into just being us. Best ass. No doubt. No doubt, man. Um, we're into uh, free thinking. We're into uh, all right so we are back everyone from that brief intermission that was royce to five nine remember to check out his new album the heaven experience volume one all right the heaven experience volume one that track was called i'm good Bro, I'm going to send you that and these lyrics, bro. There's a few lyrics in here. If you don't mind, I would like to highlight. Yeah. Because I've been listening to, I've been, I've been listening to this a good bit. Yeah. (laughs) This is one of my favorite lines right here. It says, I'd like to thank my fake friends. How real is that? (laughs) So they said, how real is that with the question mark at the end? So it was like, I'd like to thank my fake friends. How real is that? So what do you think of when you hear that line? Him thanking his fake friends. Showing uh, showing true colors. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for being around when it was when I was when I was doing it. When I was making it, when I had the money and everything, um, and now you know that I, you know, I don't know his situation, but now that I'm, you know, I'm on the low, I've kind of hit rock bottom, whatever. Y'all not around. Y'all not trying to, you know, you're not helping me. You're not supporting me and pushing me to get back to where I was at all. Um, <laughs> that's uh, when I think of when I think of that line. That's what that's what hits me. And that's deep too, because uh, this is gonna stem back to our main conversation. But it's uh, as a man, like you, you grow up and you you try to build a circle of friendships and everything, and this tight ass bond. Um, then you get older, <laughs> like you realize you realize a lot more of yourself, and then you see a lot of stuff in in the circle that you had. Of I don't like how they go about things. I don't like how they're around and stuff like that. And um, it's hard. It's hard to figure who's fake at first until they sh- until you know the the handouts aren't there anymore and everything like that. And then you finally see 
oh, you wasn't even here for me. You was just, you know, the fame, the fortune, the the good they ride. Been there for a resource. Remember the resource yeah. we talked about. Was, yeah. <laughs> so that, that you, was it. You might be a resource to somebody. Like <laughs> you as a person, mm -hmm. you might be a resource. You know what I'm saying? And that's why somebody's sticking around. <laughs> you might be yeah. a resource to... You might be somebody that can fucking get them backstage or, you know, get them into special events. You know what I'm saying? People will have relationships with you for specific reasons, you know. It's not all just to, you know, get to know you and hang out and, you know, be in, be in one another's lives. You know? mm -hmm. When I look at that line, I'd like to thank my fake friends. How real is that? Especially the how real is that part. That part I really yeah. got when he said that. Because it's like, even though y'all are fake and you probably betrayed me in some way. You know what I'm saying? You weren't you weren't genuine when you were in my presence. You weren't genuine towards me. Like your intentions weren't genuine towards me. But with you letting me see that, or me finally allowing myself to see that, I have to thank you for, because now I never, I don't have that wool over my eye, pulled over my eyes anymore. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I think, actually thank you for helping me see clearer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By you being fake. Whoa. And, <clears throat> and through that, I can thank you because I've chosen not to have any hate or animosity towards you, even though you did me in that fashion. I still chose to take, you know, my version of the high road and actually forgive you, forgive the situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And actually move, move, and move on to a point to where I'm not consumed by anger. But now I can be like, hey man, I actually thank you for that. Like what you did was fucked up, and I probably ain't gonna fuck with you ever again in life. But mm -hmm. I can actually, mm -hmm. I can actually thank you, so we can actually have some closure. You know what I'm saying? That's not a that doesn't have us like warring with each other, you know, going forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I got from that line, man. But yeah. that one really, that one really stuck out to me, man. Cause I know you dealt with it in your life. I mean, mm -hmm. we're still dealing with it. Cause <laughs> it seems like, um, as the days go on, it seems like that, that circle just condenses, 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 you know? Because even though, you know, you, you meet new people, you're that center, you know, that center circle, I would say, for me, is just condensing very tightly, like very tightly by the day, you know. So <clears throat> that line is very interesting. It stuck out to me. Um, he did say a funny line afterwards. I was getting ready to say, I'm, I'm trying to read through it, and there was a line that I now I missed it, and I can't find where it is anymore on there. I'm trying to think of the other. I heard the line when he was um, re listening to it. <clears throat> but that's the thing about that's the thing about Royce's work. You can, we could sit here and have a discussion on just a song. We could have, we could talk for probably a couple hours, just dissecting 
the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Those are the type of music music artists that I find myself, you know, liking the most. Ones that I feel like I can like. Uh, it's almost like they're not feeding me the information straightforward, but they're like, "Hey, here you mm-hmm. go. Hey, de- decode this." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the type of artist I yeah. like. So I like when I can go through and start to like decode shit and be like, "Oh, that's what they meant." And then sometimes, you know, I ended up end up researching a word or something they say, and then it just teaches me about something else. So I, I learn a lot from dissecting the lyrics too. You know? Oh yeah. Let's see. Did you find that line? No, because I'm reading back through it. Ah, there's that's the one right there. This is the one that really stuck with me. It's he who reckon he who recognizes his own problems is he who finally truly gets it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. <clears throat> he who recognizes his own problems is he who finally truly gets it. And I really, <laughs> I really resonate with that, bro. Because like, when I had that real realization myself, it was pretty much it pretty much changed everything. When I realized that everything that was occurring in my life and everything that was happening to me was stemming from me, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't point the blame out to anyone else. You know, I really started, started looking at myself and not just looking at the situation. Like, why, why is this happening to me? You know what I'm saying? But being like, okay, okay. I see. It was like, now it's like, I see what's going on. How, how, how could I have uh, attracted this to myself? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that makes me stay on top of like my conduct and shit like that. Cause you know, if I, if I start to like lean in and then maybe something tries to pull me in that I'm not supposed to be doing, I'll start to see different things in my life happen. And I'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to be away from this thing for a reason. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. That was that was a big one for me, man. Really recognizing that everything stems from me, man. That was a huge realization, yeah. just just as a man for me, you know. So that was another line for me that stuck out, man. And I feel like you do truly get it after that. Like you you do really get it after after you realize it's all you. It's like all right, I'm no longer looking, you know. For I'm not having these expectations for other people because you know, mm-hmm. say you come up. Say you come up having everything, like you get to a point where you're just gonna expect things from people, you know, because you've never yeah. you never worked for anything yourself, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you not ever been told no either. Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah, sure. So yeah, man, that line stuck stuck out to me for sure, man. But Royce, I'm good. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh yeah, I wanted to show the people. Lead by example. So I want to start showing the people what I'm eating as we do the podcast. So today uh-huh. I got some got some big ass grapes and some strawberries, <laughs> man. So that's what I'm working with today, everyone. That's gonna be my fuel. As we knock this episode out, it's gonna keep fueling me, baby. To keep this mouth moving, keep these vocal cords going, keep that vibration <laughs> coming out. 
It's just coming right out of there. It's okay. coming all out. Everything I say, just coming out. We can create this all day. Yeah. I could talk all day. <laughs> all right. are, are those green? Are those green grapes or white grapes? Green. I think Is that those green ones? Well, they call them white when they agree, but they call them white. Yeah, as <laughs> <laughs> I was say, I got some of those in the fridge. I I finished off this morning. I was like, man, I need to get me another bag of these things. Too damn good. I don't yeah, know. Probably done. They didn't pairs. I done bought a couple in the past couple of days. I had to buy a couple of bags of these, bro. Just yeah, been, been running through <laughs> them. Yeah, they good. They they juicy. They got like a good crunch to them too when you bite into them initially, too. So I like that. That's what I like. Thing. I don't like them too mushy. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. I like a nice little crunch on there, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's how mm-hmm. I know. That's how I know it's fresh and crisp too. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. So let's see. I'm trying to pull. I got all my most of my stuff pulled up right now for. Uh, for our our, our Batman uh, continuance. Oh snap! Yeah. Well, people, y'all heard him, man. Mentioned Batman. Now, last episode we were talking about Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. So we ended on the part where, just to backtrack a little bit, Bruce goes. Remember, Bruce goes to the mountain after being. In that cold ass prison, he goes to the mountain to train with the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. The League of Shadows, they do something he doesn't agree with, and he ends up destroying their base and escaping. So now, after Bruce has had all this training from the League of Shadows, he's had all this experience being out in the world, he's had this experience actually being a criminal himself. Because remember, he went out and started. Rolling with criminals so he could learn the criminal mind. <laughs> Bruce was a fucking nut, bro. I just want to say that. Bro. That nigga's crazy as hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had to learn. Um, he had to learn. Yeah, but I feel him, though. I feel him, though. That's, that's yeah. real ninja stuff, though. That's, that's real Shinobi that's, stuff right now. Yeah, let, me get in, let me get in with him to actually learn him. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's actually yeah. genius. That's actually genius. Yeah. What are you saying? I was thinking. I say, I was getting ready to say, like the League of Shadows, they're back on the League of Shadows. They have the way Roz put it. Put it was they had been around for fucking basically millennia. Mm-hmm. They were, they had their hands in all kind of assassinations and takeovers, um, wars, everything like that. And uh, I thought, I just thought that was so dope as fuck. So I was like, I, I think about it, and I'm like, well, there's so many like hidden. Uh, they were known, but they like what they were doing was so hidden. Like the Knights Templar, um, the Masons, all that. Everybody claims like the Illuminati and stuff. Like all of it's like so it's it's worldwide, but it was so the agenda was so hidden, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, mm-hmm. for them that for the for the League of Shadows to hide their plans and who they were took a lot because everybody only thought of them as like a legend basically of <clears throat> you know, until, they, until they actually seen them and they're like oh shit but only a select few people had actually got to see the league of shadows um 
Yeah, because so. remember, they trained to be invisible, so it makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Invisibility. Like, man, that's, that's, that's nuts to be just any and everywhere. So, and you get your, you have your people that, you know, they think hypothetically and they're like, uh, they're like, what if the League of Shadows, you know, took part in like a, a presidency assassination or, um, you know, war, like the Civil War or something like that? Like, you know, what, what is that how, you know, shit actually happened and nobody's saying anything because they don't want that to get outed, you know? Uh, so you got your people out there that would think like that too. I'm one of those kind of people that are like, <clears throat> they really did, you know, put their hand in something for real like that. Bro, all I got to say is with all the stuff that we're fed, <laughs> like everything that we're fed from like history to the media to all that, mm-hmm. I, put in, I, 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 I put anything up for being like real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's so much information we don't know. Like, Think of just the information that we get and then think of all the massive information that we never even receive mm-hmm. in our in our daily lives. So what do we really know about what the fuck is really going on? <laughs> right. Nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's pretty uh that's pretty awful, man. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you exist in life and each day you're just finding out like how to exist, I guess you could say. You know, because when you live in society and then you're pretty much you're pretty much <clears throat> caught up in that life. Like if you live in society, you're gonna need a cell phone and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I mean, not to say you're gonna that you need it, but you know, to really function in a society, like you're gonna need some form of like technology or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. The uh, so it's like it trapped look, you in this like having having to use these de- use these devices and be a part of the misinformation that's coming to you. I guess mm-hmm. I can say. You know what I'm saying? And you can choose not to like look at things, but. That's something that's going to come around unless you're out in the woods with, you know, no phone, no nothing, just out there living like that. You know, there's something that's going to influence you. There's something that's going to come across you to influence, like, your actual way of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what we have in society, all these devices from the television to our phones to all this other technology that's made and all the other technology that we don't even know about, you know what I'm saying? That's yet to be revealed. Um, <clears throat> your lifestyle becomes that of all the shit you're getting fed, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So like what really is the truth, you know, cause it's yeah. pretty much programming you to live this way and, and die pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, one standard way, and that's it. Like, don't don't think outside the box whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how we got we've gotten kind of like shut down too. Especially you, everybody's kind of um, widely spoken, and and they think completely opposite of a lot of people. Um, they get labeled like they're fucking crazy, you know. And um, you've got your you, you know you got your people out there that are like, what if he is really telling the truth and y'all 
y'all know it's the truth and y'all don't want it out there because it will change the course of how life and how history will go from now on if you if you let it be um so it's, it's i'd say i say that to say like kind of go off what you're saying don't don't uh we stem it back to begin like re- research everything on your own for sure yeah. um i was gonna ask you a question about oh in batman begins or yeah in the in the dark night um what He's come back home and everything now. Bruce has come back home. Um, what in that first, like, uh, we'll have to break this in, in section. So, like, in the beginning is before the Joker meet and everything. What in, uh, what in that first, like, beginning spot where you, like, you know, this motherfucker still don't know what the hell he's, you know, he's he's getting himself into, um, you know, he, he's, what part, let me say, where did you see that you're like Bruce has yet to figure out who he really is? Before, uh, before he, the, Dark Knight? the Joker, yeah. <sighs> so, from so Batman begins, just to clarify, like before the Dark Knight, totally, no, no, no. in the in the, in the Dark Knight, like he he still. He's still playing around with everything of who he is and everything. Is there was there a spot that you've seen that you're like, okay, well he's figured out who he is, and then you're like, no, nope, never mind. Like he's still kind of putting his hands oh. in the water, his toes in the water, you know. Got you. Um, <laughs> like you thought, like you thought he had figured, like you thought he done figured it out, but then you know he does some shit or he he moves a certain way, and you're like, okay, yeah, he still ain't he still ain't figured out, you know. What he wants to do, who he is, and everything. Oh, that uh, the scene with the Joker in the um, interrogation room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he pretty much lost it on him. Mm-hmm. That one, I was just kind of like, he's because when it came to Rachel, man, that was like always like his kryptonite was Rachel, mm-hmm. you know. Like continuously, like you remember when the Joker grabbed her and shot out the window, and then he was like, "Let yeah. me go," and he was like, "Poor choice of words," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let her go. Like, hey, even the Joker had mentioned that he was like, he was like, "I saw how you uh, threw yourself at her," like when he tossed her off the roof and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the joke, the Joker even knew that was his weakness. And when they got to that scene in the interrogation office. Batman pretty much showed it to like the highest degree because he hit he just lost it you know he went and locked the door and everything and yeah. you know and you know he would have I think he would have been willing to you know go against his rule of killing if it came to like actually saving Rachel you know yeah so I think um, he always kind of showed that was always kind of like that uh that kink in his armor. Mm-hmm. When, when Rachel was brought into a situation, it was always uh, yeah. it was always made personal. You know what I'm saying? I, I like how we think that. I like how we think that because I I'd say I said the same thing of uh, my man. Just he he hid away who the joke was really coming from. But as soon as 
you know, he's playing he's playing it as I'm here like Batman as I'm I'm the side for Harvey Dent. Uh but Bruce Wayne, I'm all for Rachel. Like I don't give a fuck about anybody else at all. <laughs> and he let that he let that character that that switch over be known um of no matter like I, I'm gonna be Bruce Wayne regardless now. Even though I'm in this I even though I'm Batman, like I'm I'm gonna be Bruce Wayne. Um and I to me I was like the I'm like you doing I was like I get, you know, she's your your crush and everything, but I was like you're going against what you what you wanted to do. Um, you know, fighting for justice and everything like that. Like you just went to save a life instead of protection. Um I think she affected uh, his decision making. She did not. Uh, yeah, and it was. And she didn't do it. In, she didn't do it in a manipulative way, per se. Like she was. She was just, really being real with him, honestly. Yeah, yeah. She was being real with him about things until yeah. well, they did have that kiss. They did share that kiss, but see, yeah, and that's that's <laughs> that part. I'm I, I'm so stuck to because he. Uh, she literally, she, she she did kind of give him like an ultimatum of like, you know, we'll be together when you decide not to be the Batman no more. <laughs> and I'm like, just this man just started being the Batman. How he gonna stop when he just started like that? And do you know what he <laughs> went through to be the Batman? You see, yeah, I'm like, you, can't you see, the, you can't she tell. had no value. She had no value <laughs> of what Batman was. What Batman stood for, <laughs> what what Bruce did to become Batman. This man unconquered. This man unconquered his fears and all kinds of stuff. And she gonna yeah. give him an ultimatum. Just some chick that work at the uh, the district attorney office gonna give Batman an ultimatum. <laughs> Come on, man. And she knew. Really? She knew he was Batman. And I was like, how do you tell somebody <laughs> that? You know, he out here to he out here to protect and serve and. Uh, he's labeled a vigilante. Yeah, yeah and, to add to that, what you just said, she knew he was Batman, so she knew what he was going yeah. through. I'm like, hey, <clears throat> you get, he get, you know, he get labeled a, he get labeled a, a, a vigilante, and for those of you that don't know, vigil- a vigilante is somebody that takes the law and justice into their own hands, not outside of like a police officer and and legit law enforcement. Um, it'd be like me and you hold, beating down, you know, somebody, um, and then kind of like stringing them up and, and be like, here, delivering them to the cops, basically. Like, uh, Batman gets labeled a vigilante like that. And because he doesn't go with the Gotham police department, he doesn't go alongside their, their thing at all. Um, the places that's called justice, man. That's called, um, yeah. Community justice. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Dog. I'm all for it, too. <laughs> I'm going to drop a people's elbow in that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Thought you, was, thought you was coming over here to take some? Not today. <laughs> but, uh... You ain't going to come play in this community, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I, I thought it was wild. Uh, and this is, this is the part that kind of gets kind of funky and everything of... He, uh, the Joker kind of set him up too to see where his, see where his, like, see where he actually stood, you know, and he, he kidnaps both of them. 
<laughs> Rachel and and Harvey, and he goes, uh, you know, you can only save one of them, and puts them in this whole uh, warehouse with oil canister, oil barrels everywhere, and and blows the bitch up literally. Um, and and Joker, I'm get Joker literally thinks you know Batman's gonna go after Rachel, his his girl, and everything, and. He shows up for Harvey instead. Harvey's pissed because he, I mean, he's tied up and shit, but he's pissed and everything. That he's like, why the fuck you come and save me? Like, <laughs> saved her and stuff. And uh, it's funny. And I, I think, I think they kind of threw some shit off because early he had said, uh, he gave the addresses of where they were and everything. Joker did, and Batman's like, he tells he tells them that he's gonna go save, he's gonna go get Rachel, and he gives them the address to go to Harvey. Mm-hmm. And then when the scene flips, they literally have flipped places that they went to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like how the hell? Oh, somebody messed up there somewhere on the script. <laughs> <laughs> they gave they gave the address to go save Harvey for the police officers, and they show up where where Rachel is and. Um, they don't get there in time, but it, it showed Batman was all right. You know, we got to have a face for the people, and then you know the shit happens to Harvey. He becomes two faced, and uh, Batman had to make some tough ass decisions in that point of, you know, do I go for love or do I go for, uh, you know, what's right, what's just, and everything, and. He stuck to um, he stuck to his kind of, well, he stuck to his guns a little bit of you know I'm fighting for justice and everything and and love can wait basically but it should <clears throat> um, and Harvey Harvey saw him well he lived long enough to see himself come to villain. I th- I think that is the most dopest quote ever. Um. And it's used in music, it's used in acting and stuff like that, but, you know, um, they always, they say you live long enough to see yourself become a villain and um, he literally embodied that for sure, you know, he he fought for justice and he, he tried to do the right thing and... And he um, did it genuinely he genuinely he wanted did. justice like he genuinely wanted to do some good there, you know and um, after after everything happened and he loses his the girl of his dreams and Rachel and uh, he just kind of loses it and you know what I'll just become a villain at this point like it it took a it took a a legit a true heartache for for that to come out of him and everybody's got two sides which I think is is a cool representation of how they did his you know his character in Two Face of. You can always be and just having to live fucking disfigured and yeah, you know all that had you know this shit had to have an effect on his mind and his brain and everything you know. So it it definitely threw him. It definitely showed a whole other side of him, um, which is which is cool too to hear. Or when you think about like seeing yourself become a villain, Um, but it's a it's a. Mind kind of, it's a mind kind of thing of um, being trying to look, trying to stay two sided, like well, trying to 
not be two sided like that of becoming a villain at all because it's a it's a tough progress a tough what I'm trying to say is process it's a tough process to go through of fighting that battle of being a be being evil because it's easy to be evil in the world it's easy to be an easy per uh, an evil person um and having to fight constantly and he finally like subdued to that evil side of him um Harvey, harvey's one of my two faces one of my fa- one of my other kind of favorite villains besides the joker but i've always liked two faces yeah, it's, he get, he does everything by chance. I, I like that too. Of, you know, this is you got fifty fifty. Yeah, technically you only technically when you look at that coin, you ain't got no chance at all because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always gonna be his choice, really. So, yeah. um, I think that's dope as fuck too, Loki. But, Do you think they could have done more with him to where Two Face could have been a character like later on? I feel like they mm. killed him off way too quickly. I, I don't feel like we really got yeah. to see Two Face shine. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's we what I really got to see that. I was, and I, I do, I do, because there could have been a definite, a definite, um, like a Two Face movie. You know, as he as he is a prime villain, because um, there's a lot to Two Face that. You know, uh, we never got to find out. We never got to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we only we only got to see like his his. We only got to see Harvey Dent's like side of things. We never got to see. Okay, what's the evolution of of now Two Face? What mm-hmm. he's capable of? You know, um, mm-hmm. what kind of power and stuff he has now and everything. So we don't get to see that at all. Uh, but I definitely wish that you know they definitely I would definitely do wish they would have put out a more prominent role for for Two Face. So, and I don't think he would have been a good in um, the Dark Knight Rises. I don't think he would have been like a good um, one oh, yeah. to go with Bane, like him and Bane at the same time. But Two Face would have been yeah. more of like street the street level. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I remember what was it, mm-hmm. Batman Forever? They had Two Face and the Riddler, so I think they yeah. could. I think they could do two villains, you know, as long as you have the, you know, right that's, amount of screen time that's, and that's, everything. That's what. That's one thing too. I, I like. So the Riddler has his own movie. Joker has his own. Bane had his, and they didn't do nothing for Two Face like that. And they made Two Face more of a, uh, a secondary. You know what I mean? Like a second a. a, a I'm not gonna say a uh, like a lackey at all, but they made him a, a second in command that still didn't have enough voice or power in his position um, in the comics. Yeah, it's kind of like um, in the Riddler movie that they did. Like almost. Oh, sorry, you were going. It was chopping up a little bit. Oh, you good? No, you good. What was the last thing you said though? I was saying like they, uh, I was like they made him like a secondary to how they did like Jim Carrey and the Riddler and uh, Tommy the Jones playing the Two Face. Like they made him such a such a a partner and not a not a main villain at all. Oh, did I lose you over there? Your screen went dark and then it came uh, back. Uh oh. 
You just look blurry now. Okay, that's bad. Oh, went blurry again. <laughs> How's that? We back. That's better. A little bit. Okay. I don't know, mine. Are we good? Mine kind of stopped chopping a little bit too, so. There we go. Let's see. Let me click on this thing. Yeah, he said perfect. He has always been treated like the second, the secondary, not really like top of the class criminal. Yeah. Two faces like two faces like that. That street hustler that moved his way up. Now he can afford a crew and they can afford to wear suits. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe he can afford some nice, maybe he can afford some nice cars. Maybe he owns a couple of clubs or something, but he's not like the top, top level in the city <laughs> kind of criminal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's kind of like how yeah. I felt they've always made Two-Face out to be, you know? He was never like this huge threat, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. Say like Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, this motherfucker can freeze the entire city over. You know what I'm saying? That's a threat, you know? But you think of Two-Face, and I'm thinking, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking of it from like a writing standpoint. Like how 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 would you effectively write Two-Face to be a large enough threat to where there's an entire movie where we need to stop this threat that he's creating? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when man, I think about man. it, now that I think about it right now, there's nothing that I could really yeah. think of that would make me make him like the focal point character. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He kind yeah. kind of is a secondary character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I hate that too because I'm just like you, you think like all these villains are like he's not strong. He's not like. He's not a fighter kind of person. Like he's not gonna throw hands and all this stuff at all. But he he's he's gonna leave shit up to chance. And I'm like, well, there ain't too much you can do with chance at all. Like, yeah, you got fifty fifty or whatever. You're not doing nothing huge against it. And I hate that. I hate that they made such a basic ass like like villain like that. Um, and like yeah. you said, because he he probably is that kind of like that street dude that you go to to get answers from to get to the bigger boss, you know, because mm -hmm. um, he's got to move, basically, but hell, that, that fucking sucks, Loki. I'm sorry for <laughs> you things out there in the world, man. Now, I just want to say that's probably a motherfucker <laughs> out there that's like, he know all about Two-Face history and backstory and everything, mm -hmm. and he's probably going to be like, He's probably gonna be like, you guys, you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but he's letting us know. We would love. Yeah, if there is a Two Face fan, like if there's somebody that really knows Two Face and his backstory, um, I would love for my opinion to be changed. But as of now, yes. Two Face, Two Face is a secondary character, man. Like what we just, <laughs> it just, it just sparked in my head. Now that we're having this conversation, mm -hmm. it kind of just made that spark in my head, and I'm like, damn, Two Face is. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> but I do oh, like, so, and I, I don't know if you've seen like Gotham or anything like that. But like, the the Penguin and the Riddler worked together at one point, and the Riddler was kind of like Penguin's understudy. Um, 
and then now Riddler Riddler has has two phase. So I'm like, well, maybe they'll carry that kind of thing on, you know, and and do it like that. But I can't think of any like I can't think of anybody that would be under two phase that would have to that would answer to two phase at all. So it is it is it is what it is, I guess. Um, trying to think of what else was there. Uh, there was a lot. There was a couple spots that were like improv as fuck. Um, that I was like, I was like, oh, that's you know, that's definitely unexpected. Um, and you thought it was you thought it was scripted and everything. It was the him grabbing him grabbing Rachel's face. Um, when they're at, like the party and everything, uh, him grabbing her face and having the knock there, and I joked about it last time of uh, his story changes about his scars all the fucking time, and yeah. he's telling her how uh, <clears throat> he took a razor blade and did it to himself, and um, she's like freaked the hell out, rightfully so because it was not part of the script whatsoever. Um. Cause she was actually like, when you go, if you, if, if y'all go back to watch it and you kind of dissect it and look at it deeper, she, as soon as he grabs her, she like freaks out and looks over to like legit cameras to the director and everything like fucking help me. Cause I don't, this, I was not, <laughs> I didn't know anything about this whatsoever. So, uh, and, and it carried on because he, he, it carried on really well too. And it, it worked out and I was like, Oh shit. Um, that was, I think was, that was the crazy part. That's where, that's where he decides to let her go off the freaking skyscraper, you know? Um, that That makes sense. She she looked really (laughs) annoyed in that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. There were, there were were legit tears. Like those were legit tears because she was legit scared at that point because he had a whole fucking dagger in his hand, like in her face and everything. With that makeup and, on, <laughs> yeah. So, and he and they they said he when Heath Ledger was playing the Joker, he legit got into character. So he was always in that that persona. Um, and then the the other part was when he was dressed up as a nurse, um, and he they're blowing up the hospital and whatnot and shit, and he. He walks out, blows it up, and you see the fire in the background and everything. And then he stops because he's like, "What the fuck? Like, there's supposed to be more to that." Like, he stops at it and he looks, and he like takes it and he goes, he like beats on the detonator and it blows up. He jumps. He's like, "Oh shit!" Um, mm-hmm. I found That's out that, I found out that was in, that that part. I found out that was improv too because it was all it was supposed to go oh, off yeah. at one time. And when that was when that did not go off at all. He literally turned around and was like, "The shit was supposed to do it all." And when it blew up, he's like, "Oh fuck!" Because it was he wasn't expecting <laughs> like that. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he, off. he jumps perfect, in the back of the bro. bus. So that's perfect, bro. That's oh, man. perfect. I'm oh, See, that's, improv, I love, I love, I love improv, stories man. like that, man. That was <laughs> like that. That's one of my favorite parts, man. So I, I love that that was natural. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, like with, with that, filmmaking. Those those are the things you can't pay for. Like those things to just uh-uh. work out like that. Like it could have been where everything just said, boom, 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 and he got on the bus mm-hmm. and the scene is over. 
But that just that little tidbit right there added so much, took so much more to it that that's a scene that most people remember is that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there another part <laughs> in, in the movie that you uh, that you enjoyed the like you enjoyed a lot more? You said that I enjoyed. Yeah, that you were just like you were just like this is a dope scene, you know, um, bro. You're in the producing, you're in the filmmaking. Like, what part stood out to you that were like, I don't know how many times, like, what, why did, I don't know how many times it, it, they did this take and why they use what they used in this scene? Like, why, what is there parts Bro. like that in that movie that you're just like, wow? Yeah, man, it was a, uh... There's a scene that I mentioned, I've mentioned it shortly, and this is the one I sent to you. <laughs> As I was oh, watching yeah, this yeah. scene, I, I, t- I texted this video to you as I was watching it, and I, re- <laughs> I rewound that so many times, bro. Like, I was looking at everything. I was looking at, like, what the other, uh, what his other henchmen and everybody was doing and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was, it was the scene when they're um, transporting Harvey Dent and when they're, trick- when they're actually tricking the Joker into uh getting caught because remember they uh fake commissioner gordon's death so this is when they were you know harvey pretty much made himself bait you know um so when they roll up on the convoy because there's a convoy that's uh transporting harvey they roll up on the convoy in a motherfucking 18 wheeler and and just (laughs) open the side door they roll up right beside it open up the side (laughs) door bro you got you gotta, you gotta watch. As soon as the door opened, man, look at the Joker's expression when he opened the door. It's so like, it's like so like I don't give a fuck, man. He got the fucking, he just opens up the door. He opens up that the fucking truck door like, ah, nigga, you know what I'm saying? And then and then proceeds to take that. I think it was a Glock he had. It had that extended clip on it and just start. <laughs> And it's funny, that scene's so funny because it's like, he tries smallest weapon to biggest weapon. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he starts off He starts off with the pistol. <laughs> the pistol can't get through the armor truck. Um, the guys on the inside, the SWAT guys on the inside, oh, they, he's going to need something bigger to get through this. <laughs> he pulls out a shotgun, they roll up a little closer, pull out a shotgun, boom, like, boom. Shotgun can't get through it, so he's like, okay. <laughs> Next scene, well, when I was telling you I was watching the like the entire scene, yeah. As he sh- as he's shooting um, with the shotgun, and after he figure out figures out that's not gonna penetrate, you can already see one of the guys loading the RPG behind him. Mm-hmm. So you see this whole you see this whole like assembly line. <laughs> like those guys aren't just there to stand around and watch the Joker sh- yeah. shoot at stuff. Like they're handing them guns. They are fucking yeah. loading up. The, they're loading up RPGs for him, you know. <laughs> so from there, last thing, RPG, boom, shoots it with the RPG. That whole scene, I love that scene, bro, because just the way yeah. they they orchestrated it, the way they, you know, they forced the police down into the tunnel to set them up. You know what I'm saying? It's like they forced them down to pretty much encase them in a fucking trap. Like you're yeah. down under underground. 
like you're pretty much trapped down there. And then rolled up on him in the 18-wheeler, like the biggest thing you could probably get down there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then proceeded to, you know, try to trap him in there and, and, and get him in there, you know? And, um, you know, what they did when they, uh, when, they, when they shot those little grappling hooks across to catch the helicopters, mm-hmm. like to catch the police helicopters, like I just love that whole, like all the coordination that they had. You know, yeah. with what they were doing. Well, my mind raised. Just to show you, it's not it's not the resources; it's the it's the execution in the mind. It's like, yeah, because think about the Joker; his resources, you know, were coming from the mob, and then mm-hmm. that was pretty much that was pretty much because the mob, since the mob hired the Joker, that was pretty much the mob's resources versus the city's resources. So it showed you that yeah. nobody nobody's really in power at all. The whole mm-hmm. idea of somebody is in power running shit, that's all an illusion, nigga, you know? Yeah. Um, because, because the mob, the mob had the resources to combat the, the cops, you know what I'm saying, who are supposed to be, like, the highest, you know what I'm saying, in the city, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but, you know, so that shows you, like, even these governments and shit, that's, that's just an illusion to think that you're actually running the people, you know what I'm saying, at any moment, the people can be like, fuck that, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that whole scene, bro, was that's one that stuck out to me. I, I love that scene, bro. And then that, was, that's a, that um, the 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 uh, the tumbler, anything with the tumbler in it. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. I love seeing that thing go around. I, I love seeing it crash cop cars, and you know what I'm saying. I love seeing it jump. I love seeing the the, the rockets yeah. come out, <laughs> the thrusters. Yeah, all that. Uh, yeah. I love I love that, man. So, I thought the dopest shit was them uh, when the Tumblr got introduced. We we might have to take another brief intermission. I think I hear this. That's all right. Uh That's the one in there. He's probably fucking needs to be changed and shit. Power on. His mom about to be home soon. Bluetooth pairing. Bluetooth connected. All right, everybody, we're going to take another brief intermission to handle some business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to leave y'all with another song before we roll back. We'll be back quick. This ain't going to be a long one. All right, what are we going to leave the people with? What are we going to leave the people with? Let's see here. Play that Caterpillar. Caterpillar? Yeah. Caterpillar it is. Okay. Request from Mr. Smooth himself. We have Royce mm. the Five Nine. This song is entitled Caterpillar Baby. Caterpillar featuring Eminem and King Green. Shinobi Podcast, baby. We'll be back with y'all. Peace. Caterpillar keeps firing. Oh, 
be in the war Where butterflies keep dying ah. I'm a product of Parker Lewis and Kubiak If I didn't do this, where in the fuck would you be at? See, there's a difference between this When I spit in arenas You would trip from my penis I eat lions and sit my anus You number one when it comes to slaughter mics I'm trying to be number one in my son and daughter life uh. All you niggas, my little rapper babies. Y'all my children, y'all pick my shit and contract your rabies. Don't you break me next to these rappers, baby, that's the gravy. My style got so many different facets. I switch into so many different patches. I'm skipping class to be fascinating. My pen is like Big Billy, she just a classic lady. Your favorite rapper come at me, I just decapitate me. I'll congratulate when these happens who had their highs. These rappers only when they matches because they strategize. I bring attitude to these patterns and here's my battle cry. Bring me Caterpillars firing. Oh, we in a war where butterflies keep dying. Ah. Guess what I'ma never do? Show so much respect to you. But I feel like we're friends, so now we're no longer competitors. That could be the death of you. Never let someone who's not as smart as you catch you up and tell you something you never do. Always stay professional. You always don't make revenue. Don't let people next to you that don't want the best for you. It's completely normal to hold on to a regret or two. I do what I want to do. They do what I let them do. Everything you think is be saying is a fucking lie. It's nothing I can say to you that is good. Remember when you raise in the butterfly. Whoever disrespect the fucking caterpillar. Bitch, it is real. 
This one now? Playing now. Yeah. Uh-uh. I said that to you. Word. Right in the corner from death, right across from hell. <laughs> this was called I Play Forever. There's another artist okay. named Graf. You ever heard of Graf? G-R-A-F-H. That's how you spell it. G-R-A-F-H. Graf. Graf got some good shit. I listened to the... Um, okay. Some of his solo shit too. Like he's he's one yeah. of the quality ones. He's one of the quality ones. But <clears throat> so shout out to Graf, Rex Five Nine, I Play Forever, Caterpillar, mm-hmm. featuring Eminem and King Green. Once again, shout out to Detroit. Thank y'all for bringing us that good music, baby. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate mm-hmm. y'all cold asses up it's, there. It's- you gotta, you gotta do something up there. Like you gotta be good music. If you that cold all the time, you gotta do something to like yeah. your spirits. That's, Yo, that's why them niggas be making good music. I said, I send you blood at that point. Shit. Mm-hmm. It's I was saying it's wild. It's wild to think that Caterpillar Caterpillar has been out for so long, but it's on this album. When did that so come I'm out? Like, that's that song was out a long time ago. Like I was listening to it in high school. Damn, no, no fucking way, bro. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't that old. Nah, nigga, I ain't that old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like I've been listening to it since I was in high, when I was a senior in high school, at least. I remember when it first came out, bro. That was uh, I remember when it first came out because when that first came out, that was like that was like when I was really into um. Into Royce like re- really heavily is when Cal- mm-hmm. Cal- first came out, man. So that was like big. That was a big one. And then Eminem came and finished it off. You know, mm-hmm. it was just it was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 no. Caterpillar was on the Book of Ryan. The Book of Ryan. Let me see when the Book of Ryan was. That's what that, Caterpillar that was on. That's tw- 2018 was Booker Ryan. Fuck, okay. that was 2018? Wow. Bro, I remember listening to this album like track for track. I, I used to like listen that. to this, this album like over and over. Like I just used to have just this you album know. on repeat. I feel like that song has been out a whole lot longer. Oh, there's a 
there's another remix. So there's another Caterpillar remix. I feel like that song has been out for a long, long time. Like when I was in high school, that's I feel like that. So either that or like it had to drop on SoundCloud or something because I I swear I've heard that before it was on out before it was like out like that. When did you graduate high school? Twelve. Okay. Yeah, it couldn't have been then. I, I, I feel it. <laughs> Maybe it was something similar. <laughs> it had it something. Either I've heard that beat or it was something. Cause that I've always I've always had that song. Like I'm like I gotta put this in every playlist I got now. Cause <laughs> that shit is just, the video dope too, man. Yeah. <clears throat> that that was one of those songs. Like, hey, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is me. I'm here. Kind of those mm-hmm. busting in the door, busting in the door kind of songs. You know. <laughs> I can always respect that energy. <laughs> All right. Mm. So we're going to close it out with a little, just a little bit more Batman. And dude, I don't mind talking about Batman, like just throwing it in there, throwing these movies in there and every episode, just throwing it, a piece in there. I don't mind doing it at all. Because dude, it's so extensive and we haven't even gotten through the first movie because you know, we end up getting into we end up getting into other movies because everything ends up like tying yeah. together. You know, so yeah. I'm gonna have to thoroughly watch uh, the Dark Knight Rises again, though. Like before we discuss that one, like really in real detail, I really want to watch that one like over, like and really be able to like pay well, attention. That's that one. That one's a good one. Uh, I watched it a couple months ago. We, I watched it a couple months ago, yeah. but I want to watch it again. My, uh, I like, I, I, in this, in, in, in Dark Knight, I like how, uh, I like how they kind of close it out a little bit of, after everything was kind of like solved down and everything, he, uh, him and Batman and, and Jim Gordon are talking and he's like, well, what are you going to do, you know, when all this stuff now, and this is, this is the point of, um after after Harvey after Harvey's gotten saved and um Rachel has passed away and everything and Harvey's in the hospital and the Joker's kind of like pulled him to be to come to the dark side basically um Jim's like well what are you going to do you know now that everything's kind of squared away and taken care of and uh, he's like the people need he's like the people need people need a hero or want a hero and you know i'm the hero that they need um but i've got to remain kind of like distant and everything like that and uh he basically told him he's like he's like you'll sit he's like you'll you know you'll send the dogs after me and uh <laughs> i feel like when he said the dogs like there's a double mean in there because he goes he's legit talking about the canine dogs but he's also talking like his, the the Gotham police as dogs. Oh yeah, um, the biggest ones. They, yeah, because they were they were grimy and everything. But he was like, "You'll yeah, see." There was so much me. corruption within that police department. Mm-hmm. So much, like I don't know who wasn't corrupt. But, like within that whole system, like down to the down to the mayor and all that. Like it seemed like every it seemed like every tier of the hierarchy in the city mm-hmm. was corrupt, or it had or it had been yeah. infiltrated by corruption. You know. 
Then you might have people here and there that actually wanted to do right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, they couldn't get any. They couldn't. They couldn't make any like moves forward because they so Mm -hmm. many people were against them. You know, Mm -hmm. so many people were corrupt. So many people were bribed, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or they got. Or they got. You know, an ultimatum of how those cop the cops did of. coming to fame and everything like that like they got they got they had an ultimatum there of either you help you know you help me as a joker he's like you either help me or they'll die and you bring me you bring me harvey dent you bring me rachel dawes and if if you don't bring them to me your family's dead basically and i was like that's what uh some of some of them i was just like i was like i don't see the i don't see the corruption you just had a a hella tough choice to make, you know, here. And mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. chose, you chose your, you know, you chose your family at that point. Um, well, you don't really think of outside of like who Bat- Batman and who Batman directly deals with and who's really the subject mm-hmm. of the movie. You don't, you don't really think, okay, the Joker is also going out and, you know, threatening this person or threatening yeah. this person, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm glad you said that because it makes you think more of just some of them just being corrupt. But like he said, having to, um, you know, go between those two, those choices to make, you know, having to make yeah. that hard choice to protect people they love. You know, maybe, maybe somebody felt like they needed to do that to protect someone they love. And that whole thing goes against everything Batman's doing, you know, but. It's all circumstantial, mm-hmm. you know, amongst everyone. Everybody's doing what they feel is the right thing to do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh I did like a scene too of um Batman and the Joker kinda having it out and uh he drops the Joker off the off the skyscraper, but he zip blinds him. So he's just mm-hmm. hanging and he pulls him up and they're talking and everything. And uh, he tells him, he's like, he's like, see, you couldn't even do it with the Joker. Like, see, you couldn't even do it. Like, you're one chance to kill me right just now, and you couldn't even bring yourself to do it. You know, fucking inches from them splatting on the ground, and he gets pulled <laughs> right back. <laughs> and, and he was laughing the whole way. He had no fear as he was falling to his yeah, death. None. Yeah, <laughs> none. He 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 makes he made Batman realize, and he makes you on the outside realize, like. Batman's got to have somebody to constantly, constantly fight with to make sure you know that, that everything's getting taken care of. Um, and and it, he become, Joker becomes his you know his. I'm not gonna say number one nemesis at this time because Roz is also his uh, one of his like prominent enemies, arch enemies basically, but. He um he just he he lets the Joker he puts the Joker into asylum Joker gets out and it's like a repeat constant kind of thing of you know you find I I, I think Batman kind of finds joy in okay a familiar face to fight finally and I don't know what he's up to this time but we both know that we're gonna end up coming hand to hand combat and fighting it out basically so. Um, he he kind of brings everybody. Joker kind of brings everybody around back to the back full circle of you know 
Batman's not gonna kill anybody. Like he might say he might beat your ass from inches of life, but he's not gonna he's not gonna let you die whatsoever. So the Joker uses that I like to to his his advantage a lot in the in the movie. Um do whatever it takes, no matter you know what the consequences, no matter the circumstance. Um that's, that's the reason why I like the Joker as a as a villain too. So Let me ask you a question. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Batman was fighting a side of himself when he was taking the Joker on? Do you think he was actually fighting the Joker or fighting himself? Oh. Because I, I I say that because Joker had the ability to really manipulate Batman. Like he was having Batman mm-hmm. go way out of character, and Roz didn't even do that. You know, Joker. Yeah. The Joker really was able to screw with Batman's head. You know, um, and I wonder if he could do so because Batman identified with him more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was, so he was actually like closer to it. You know what I'm saying? If that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just kind of thinking that I was I was I was sitting thinking and I was like, you know, is he fighting himself or is he actually fighting an external enemy? You know, or is it both? You know, I don't know what people were thinking, what the writers were thinking when they were writing it, but that just kind of came into my mind, almost like um, almost like a Fight Club, Tyler Durden kind yeah. of thing. You know, yeah, it's almost like if, Bat- if Batman is this great figure for justice, then the opposite of him is that. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just something I thought of. Man. Yeah. I wanted to know I didn't, if you, I didn't even if you had any thoughts on it or. Yeah. I didn't never thought about that at all. Because um, I look at the damn, psychology of it, Batman. I look at the psychology of the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Going off the, going off, of, I guess going off the whim. Like I would say, I would say, you know, there's a mix of both. Of he, um, like you said, he identifies with, he identifies with the Joker, because uh, he's so they're so they're so polar opposites, you know. Joker just don't give a damn, and Batman cares way too fucking much a lot about a lot of shit, and it's kind of like two sides to to him. Of you know, he's got he's got a physical form of himself, like a negative version of himself on on that he's you know fighting against. Um, Man, to think that, oh, yeah, you just blew my fucking mind, Loki, because I, I never thought about that shit at all. Um, <laughs> like, I never thought about that. But that would, I would say, I would have to say both, man, because he, he's somebody that knows you so well and knows, you know, what takes you. Um, mm-hmm. and you're fighting, like, an internal battle with yourself to, to fight against it, to not care about it, everything like that. But you, you, you physically can't at all, um, so you you kind of lash out because you don't want to you don't want to not be that way at all. 
Um, fuck, I might have to go back and think on that shit some more. We'll revisit it. That, that was just something I was thinking, man. Because I was, yeah, ah, damn. Ah, damn. Okay. Fuck, yeah, you got my ass right there with that one. I, mm-hmm. I think that's why the Dark Knight sticks out to me because it's such a uh, it's such a mental battle. It's almost like Batman really meets his equal with the Joker. Yeah. But the thing is, he can't destroy this equal this equal opposite because he has his code of not killing. And the only way you're gonna stop this kind of guy, that's the only way you are gonna stop. You know yeah. what I'm saying with, with, the, with the Joker, like <laughs> that guy is not stopping unless you put him in the ground in the dirt. You know, <laughs> so there, there's him, that's him like battling with his moral code that he has with what actually needs to be done. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess what needs to be done is subjective, but me personally, uh, Joker would have been. <laughs> <laughs> You have to respect the other side. You have to res- you have to respect I don't agree with Batman not killing Joker. But mm-hmm. I respect that I respect that he sticks by his morals enough to actually really stick by him. Like he actually really stands firm on something. And when being put in a situation where it's like you might have to break this code. He still doesn't want to do it. You know, he's pretty much brought to that point to where, hey, you're going to have to. Because like we just said, you're going to have to kill the Joker for him to stop. You know, like, it, yeah. you're going to have to. He's not, you're not going to rehabilitate him, <laughs> you know. Um, Ain't no way. Yeah. Ain't no I, way. I found that very interesting. Very interesting. Do you think, do you think... That uh, and it it skips over into the the Dark Knight Rises, but when Rachel gives uh, Alfred that letter uh, that she says to give to give to Bruce when you know when the time is right and everything. Well, first she's like give it to Bruce, you know, when the time is right, and he's like, well, how would I know that? And she goes, it's not open, so you can read it. But do you think after like after getting to read the letter yourself? She she kind of was doing a man, was, was trying to play like a manipulative role in that of her you know saying we had the childhood and everything you know we loved each other then but I want I'm I'm choosing Harvey I'm gonna marry Harvey and everything like that um, and then she you know she asked him earlier of we can be together when you're not the Batman do you think she did that letter on purpose as a I want you. I want you, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna be with Harvey. Or do you think she was more of? I I've I love I legit love Harvey. Like I don't want to be I don't want anything with you anymore. Do you think she's trying to be manipulative on like a cut chase there? Well, she was being manipulative the whole fucking time. Um, yeah. <laughs> She was another one. It wasn't just a Joker playing with fucking Batman's mind. Mm-hmm. It was Rachel. It was Rachel too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think she was being manipulative a lot in the movie, like and giving mixed signals and 
Um, mm-hmm. There was never really any like certainty of anything. There was always just this maybe sitting out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's almost like Bruce was like living yeah. off of this maybe and this like this hope that she was just like putting out there for him, like this this very vague mm-hmm. hope. You know what I'm saying? Because she was like, when there's no need for the Batman, we can be together. That's very vague. So Bruce really doesn't even have a lot of information to go off of on like of. You know, like where where it could even possibly go because like he doesn't know when he when he won't need to be Batman again. Like he doesn't have a mm-hmm. time frame for that. Like it's not like okay, I'll be done being Batman next month. We can get together. You know. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, you know she she was telling him stuff like she's not gonna wait and all this, but at the same time you just told him that you can be together once the Batman, mm-hmm. which mean, meaning that you're giving him this kind of like end goal kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? So if you're not going to wait, then you should have never told him that y'all can be together when he's done being Batman, you know? So she was manipulating him the whole fucking time, bro. And that with that letter for sure to answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I also think that she wanted to be with Bruce, but then she really developed genuine love for Harvey. And did mm-hmm. and did and did want to be with Harvey in the end, but she still you no. Know, her and Bruce, you know, they known each other since they were kids, so they had history. Of course, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be harder to you know cut that tie. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. she had well, they had that little moment of weakness when they kissed each other or whatever. But you know, um, I think at the end of the day, she did want to be with Harvey, but I think she was manipulating. And leading Bruce on like the whole fucking mm-hmm. time, you know. Yeah. Boy, the women's. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. They they play such a powerful role. They they play such a powerful role in movies, um, and even mm-hmm. in, in everyday life. But in in movies, more of um, a man's actions will be based off of this woman that he's after or she's after him or whatever yeah um, yeah, yeah and then spools come about and um heartache comes about and everything like that so it kind of it kind of throws everything off um for the man at one at a certain point and he's just like you know i was doing this for her or i'm doing this for us and she either like gives in and, and you know wants him or she's like i never wanted this stuff at all and you get stuck. Then the guy's like, "You showed me all these signs that you wanted this, and you, now you don't want it at all." Um, so they they play women play such a powerful role, and not having to say anything at all. In a, in oh yeah, system. they play such a powerful role in choices that get made throughout the day and everything. Um, <laughs> they fucking... do, bro. Jeez, <laughs> they do. It's crazy. Power on. Uh, Let's think. I'm trying to think of what. I was going to say something else about Rachel. That fucking just slipped my mind. I was going to say something else about her. Hopefully, it'll come back around to it. <laughs> what? Um. So we we're gonna end up kind of like coming back to the Dark Knight Rises and and deeper look into it. What do you? What do you hope to see? Like show up a little bit more in the Dark Knight Rises? 
All I could really say is that I just want to have more of an understanding of like everyone's part in everything. Like I wanna, I wanna put more of the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to do that to kind of just have like more of an understanding because every time you watch something, you're in a different state every time. That's why you catch something new every time you watch it. So I just want to. Um, I want to catch more more details, I guess you could say. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, I also want to really take a look at how Batman once again overcomes this internal struggle, you know. And then, you know, when he gets imprisoned and all that, um, and he really he gets his ass beat first of all. Batman ain't never got his ass beat like that. Like for somebody to just completely class him easily like it was like batman was was nothing in that in that in that first round <laughs> so yeah. like to yeah to not only to not only be outclassed pretty much embarrassed and beaten by this guy and this same guy imprisons you as well you know um in, in a pretty much inescapable prison you know you mm-hmm. he really he really rises. <laughs> yeah. You know, he really rises yeah. rises from the ashes, you know what I'm saying? He he rises from the abyss, you know, and um I wanna take a deeper look at what the guy that was in his cell with him, what he was kinda telling him, you know. 'Cause he was he was spitting yeah. a lot of like a lot of knowledge and stuff to him. So I wanna when Batman goes to that point to where he's in prison, I wanna pay more attention to everything like I want to see the environment mm-hmm. and everything. So I, re- I really want to immerse myself in there to s- kind of understand more of where Batman was, like this whole environment where he's having to not be in a product of this environment, but he's looking to rise out of this environment, you know? So I want to, I want to soak more of that mm-hmm. in. I want to soak in more of the, the dialogue of, uh, his cellmates and everything that he deals with down there. And pretty much just how he overcomes all that, how he internally overcomes all mm-hmm. that, you know. I like that. I like that a lot. What you looking okay. forward to? Okay. Man. What about you? I think <clears throat> more so Gordon's the commissioner at this point. Um really really seeing his role his his role a lot more higher you know what i mean of there's more everybody's got under everybody's under an understanding of where commissioner gordon's coming from of why he's want to do of why he moves a certain way with everybody um so i'm wanting to see that that jointness come together um and then the the I guess the piece is finally assembling of um you know where Batman goes from where he is now. So he you know he's on the he's on the chase at in the dark night. So where where from here does he kinda stir the pot to? Like what what's he what's he looking for now? Um 
meaning wise to himself and and in life of what what's he what's he trying to get from this new altercation that he's coming into um i'm just ready to see one of the one of the dopest villains too loki like <laughs> this this motherfucker just embodies what what power is and um He's really versatile. He's really versatile on the on the on the mic when he's when he's talking to people. He's really uh, he makes people he 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 makes people have fear, but he also has them like kind of comprehend at the same time. So uh, I'm really I'm ready to see how he how he kind of his role in in a lot of things of because he, he's gonna have his hand in a lot. I feel like. Um, so I'm ready to see what that's going to be like for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I want to do like I want to do something on Gordon. Gordon is a key character in all these. He always plays key role, you know. Um, and he's always been a key character. So I definitely want to expound on Gordon in the future. Do show a little love to Jim Gordon, man. He's been holding it down, man, Batman. <laughs> Keeping yeah. secrets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lord. I definitely want to get more into Gordon. And, yeah, mm-hmm. um, trying to think of... is an animated DC one, and it shows a little bit more of Gordon, like when he first started out. Damn, I forget which one it was. I've watched so many of those damn movies. I forget which one this was. <laughs> it, had to be one, it had to be one of the Batman, so you can start there. It was one of the Batman ones. <laughs> But um, it was showing Jim Gordon, like when he was younger, kind of moving up the ranks, and it it gave you a, well, it gave me a lot more respect for him, and just to kind of see that origin. Because when I was younger, watching Batman animated series, when it first started out, Jim Gordon was already an old dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, being, being able to being able to see that um really opened me up to like, oh, he actually had a past, you know, he wasn't just always just this old commissioner guy that worked with Batman, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to give Jim Gordon some love, and, uh, we gonna throw him in here one of these days. Yeah. He, he be having to make some hard decisions, bro. He do. That's what I'm saying. Like there be there's gonna be some questions that, that don't get answered, like and then there's some that get answered. But he he's got to go out on limbs for real to to make some some real heavy choices on what to do. Because um, he the world literally gets put on in in his hands at, at a point. He gotta have a so. lot of trust in Batman too. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that relationship has to be like that has to be a trusting relationship right there. Bro. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be good though. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, I gotta see. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's a <sighs> you seen? Have you seen the you seen the Batman like uh, Samurai? Yeah. Little, yeah, that I think that's one of the dope Batman's too. That's out there. Hold, hold. I didn't watch it again because the first time I watched it, I was just kind of like, eh, I'm going to watch it again, though. Yeah. I was super excited about that one. You know I was excited about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one, too. Uh, trying to think. That's, well, that's it because now we get to, we get to 
peer the minds of Batman again for every, or Batman Rises for everybody. So they get, yeah. you gotta wait. <laughs> I will say, lastly, for me, check out the DC animated movies. DC, Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but DC makes way better animated movies than you guys. Like, check out these DC movies. They're very mature. So don't be fooled by the animation. These movies are for us adults. Like, <laughs> so don't be fooled. Um, but yeah, check out DC. Like some of the good ones are like Justice League, Doom, uh, Flashpoint, Paradox. Um, That's good. There's, uh, That's there's another good. one, In- Injustice. Um, there's tons of Batman ones, Son of Batman, uh, The Killing Joke. Like there's just countless, mm-hmm. countless Red Hood. All that, man. Um, Batman and Robin, all that. But, yeah, check out some of the uh, DC animated movies, man. They're very quality. You know, some Justice League stuff in there as well. Um, some Teen Titans one. Teen Titans. Um, I've seen a couple of those. Those are good. Um, also, um, oh, why does this escape me? Young Justice. Young Justice. Oh, Young yeah, Justice yeah, Young Justice. That's the shit. <clears throat> Young Justice is good. Check out Young Justice too. That's definitely worth a look. You can binge it now. You got plenty of seasons to watch now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so check out Young Justice. Check out some of those uh, DC animated movies that I said. And um, yeah, man, just continue to treat yourself and everyone else well, man. And uh, be grateful. Gratitude will take you a long way. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say, baby. What you gotta say to the people before we get out of here, bro? Good, man. This uh, this <laughs> another week coming up, man. So <clears throat> that the set those set those boundaries. Keep uh, stay positive throughout the week, man. You gonna have some. You gonna have something challenging come up, but that's all right because that's uh that's your that's your notice for knowing something great is coming. Um, so keep keep moving forward. That's all I got to say. All right, babe. Keep moving forward. Oh, yeah. I did want to give a shout out to Hunter Hunter or Hunter X Hunter. But y'all want to say it. <laughs> want to give a shout out to y'all. Yeah. Digging the pink. Wanted to brighten it up today. It goes with the background a little bit, too. We got my man, Hisoka, right here. I really don't agree with Hisoka's ways, but um, I agree with this shirt. I like this shirt. But shout out to Hunter Hunter. Shout out to all my anime fans, all my weebs, all my anime geeks, whatever everyone is calling each other these days. Shout out to y'all <laughs> who love anime. We always going to be heavily anime. We're going to come back soon with some anime episodes, man. We just been on some real shit lately, boy. We done been yeah. on, like, real shit. We, so. <laughs> we got some stuff planned, too. We got some stuff planned. Some stuff oh, yeah. to come back. Definitely. The work. Uh, Definitely. So we, side we don't make series, a little, uh, little bit of anything, yeah. so We appreciate y'all building with us, man. And uh, y'all gonna, yeah. y'all, you guys are gonna be a part of helping us build this to the capacity that we see, that we envision. And mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna, con- we're gonna continue to do the groundwork and do our part, man. And yeah. Just let this baby play out, man. But we talked about, we talked about a good bit of uh, topics today, man. I'm happy mm-hmm. with today's episode. I'm happy with every episode, but you know, today <laughs> was uh, it just it just it just gets better and better, man. Uh, it does. Um, it all rolled together for sure. Uh, 
Yeah. Reality. We appreciate you guys. You good? We're good. We're good. Okay. I just want to say, everybody, go check us out on YouTube, the Shinobi Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram. Oh, quick plug. Yeah. Remember to go remember to go check out The Last Ronin. Check out my written reaction, my written impression of The Last Ronin. Um, I'm just about to start typing up part three. So I finished writing part three. Now I just got to type this baby up and finish it up and post it. So we're getting close to finishing up part three. Smooth, I know you're waiting on part three. It's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you gonna love this one, man. It's uh, it, it, it gets heavier and heavier. That's all I can say. Uh-huh. But everybody, check out my Wattpad. Um, it's on the link tree on Instagram. It's on the link tree on TikTok. Go and check out where it says Wattpad. That's W A T T P A D. That's the Wattpad app where you can go read original stories, write original stories of your own, and post them. Go check out The Last Ronin. Also check out the story of Valiant Muay Thai. That's on there as well. Check out Wattpad, baby. Last Ronin. Love y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We on, uh, and like we said at the beginning too, we're on, we're on YouTube. So, um, the links in the link tree, hit that, hit that like button, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, man. Cause every, every Sunday at 12, y'all get a new episode. So every Sunday, man, you can count on it, man. You can count. That's something you can yeah. count on. Yes. <laughs> We've been reliable for y'all. We've been reliable. <laughs> so definitely, definitely go do that for us. If we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Okay, um, appreciate it. We are. Appreciate my link trees on my my link trees on my Instagram, my TikTok. Um, you'll find the links to the Shinobi podcast for Spotify. Um, YouTube, you'll find Shinobi's Instagram linked to mine as well. So you'll, if you can't get, um, you can't pull up anything on my end, you'll have it all on his end for sure. So, um, and then we got, we got a work. We, we got it finished up. We got it. We're getting, to, we're tidying up some things now. So we're work. We got the, the Patreon, uh, put together, but we still, we still got some yeah, work. Yeah. I'm talking about, we pretty much there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get there. We'll put that link out too for you guys soon. So we're coming around. We're getting there for you guys. We yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're moving. You know, we might be doing it a piece at a time, but just know that we, we're constantly moving, man. We're constantly moving, getting things done. And, uh, hey, back to using your resources. Use your resources wisely, man. <laughs> remember, remember, identify your resources. Do an inventory of your resources. Find out, you know, really find out what you want to put your resources into, you know. Don't just throw them out there blindly, you know. And then yeah. start start putting your resources into those things. You don't have to put all your resources in at once. You can put piece here, piece there. Let things slowly gain. No need to be in a rush. Remember, long term. Just like Nip used mm-hmm. to say, marathon, baby, marathon, all right? So... Yes, Much sir. love to y'all. Smooth, anything else to say before we get out of here on the folks officially? I'm good, man. We'll see All you right, next man. week.
All right, y'all heard it. Next week, baby. Episode eight. Next week, episode eight is going to be a good one. Another good one. So remember eight. Ugh, episode <laughs> episode eight next week. 12 p.m. YouTube, Spotify, oh, Apple Podcasts. Remember 12 p.m. Keep 12 p.m. in your mind. Remember, just like Smooth said earlier, hit that notification bell so it'll let you know ahead of time when we're coming up. All right. So much love to y'all. Peace out from the Shinobi Podcast, King Shinobi, Mr. Smooth, signing out. We love y'all, man. Peace. Love you. Peace.